This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. <laughs> Welcome. None of us believe you, John. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe myself. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, in to the PHNX D-Backs show. I'm your host for today, uh, the man they call Mr. Electric, Sean DePaz, joined by the Thunderstick, the vice mayor, the interim mayor, I guess, because Derek is at SmackDown, the one and only Jesse Friedman. That's true. While Derek is is taking care of his wrestling duties, I do become the mayor of PHNX. Yes. So, so I feel very um, powerful yeah, today. The, the, the mayor and the... The, the corporate commissioner, of course, Damon Dog behind the Mac with Jesse Jr. Um, we didn't deserve Jesse Jr. today uh, because the Diamondbacks kind of got their ass kicked. Just kind of. Um, before we get into all that, thank you for being here. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, all those good things. Um, of course, the New York Yankees beat the Arizona Diamondbacks 7-1 to um, on the back of... A Luke Weaver masterclass, just like everyone predicted. Um, and, of course, three home runs from Aaron Judge. Um, I guess let's start with Luke Weaver. Sure. Because, like I said, exactly what everyone expected, Luke Weaver to come out and shove for the New York Yankees, get a standing ovation in his Yankee Stadium debut. Um, five inning, five and a third, four hits, zero runs, zero earned runs, zero walks, three strikeouts on 78 pitches. It... Uh, I mean that's the that's the Luke Weaver that everyone remembers yeah, exactly. from when he was on the Diamondbacks, right? Right. Sean? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not even the Luke Weaver that Diamondbacks fans remember from earlier this year because we seen him earlier this year yeah. from the Reds and he uh, four innings pitched, eight hits, three runs um, again for the Reds back on in July. Um, I, what do you make of Luke Weaver coming out and shoving against the Arizona Diamondbacks? I remember in in that Reds game that he started a, a couple months ago against the D-backs. I think if I'm remembering correctly, the D-backs got to him a little bit later in that start. Mm. I think he actually looked pretty effective early on in that game. And then eventually the, the D-backs kind of got to him. Uh, today, there was some hard contact early yeah. against Luke Weaver. It seemed like the D-backs were, were getting pretty unlucky there. Uh, you know, maybe the first turn through the lineup. But then... You know, after that, really, I mean, after those first couple innings, it was a lot of pop-ups and, you know, a lot of guys chasing fastballs up in the zone that they just couldn't really get to. And, yeah, I mean, you look up and and Luke Weaver at, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, Aaron Boone still pulled him pretty early, but five and a third innings, no runs. Looking at his game log for the season, uh, Luke Weaver has appeared in 27 games this year, and he generally has only been throwing about three or four innings uh, per appearance. But... Even so, only in two of those 27 appearances this year has Luke Weaver not allowed a run. <laughs> uh, so he had one He had one game on May 25th, back when he was with the Reds, six and a third scoreless against the St. Louis Cardinals. That's the only, that's the only start this year that even remotely compares, I think, to what Luke Weaver just did to the Diamondbacks. So... Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's not the way you draw it up if you're the D-backs. That's uh, that's to say the least. Not at all. Obviously, he played a big role in the Diamondbacks' offense being largely ineffective in this game. Uh, D-backs have just five hits, four of which were singles, and one, of course, was uh, one. Jeez, one of course. It's been a long day, Sean. It this has is been. this is the third <laughs> show that you've been on, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, was there and a fourth? Also, I just had to witness the Yankees dominate. My favorite team in baseball. You just witnessed uh, an Aaron Judge curtain call, which I imagine yeah. was pretty difficult. It was, was as Damon said, it felt very much like they were cheering for him, and they, and Aaron Judge stepped to the top of the, the the dugout, and he took his helmet off, and he said, "Fuck you, Sean." Um, it felt very personal, and I, I hated could hear it. it. I yeah, so it, <laughs> it was very personal, and I hated it. Um, I hated a lot of this game, but yeah, the offense was largely ineffective. Four singles and one Christian Walker home run in garbage time. But I will say 
Very good to see Christian Walker hit a home run. Um, yeah. That was much needed, even if it was in garbage time. It, 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 I think hopefully kind of, you know, wakes the, the power back up in his bat. He almost hit a home run earlier in the True. game. The it wind was going like crazy. The, yeah, the wind was very much blowing in uh, from left field. At least that's what it looked like. That's what they were saying on the broadcast. Uh, so I guess Aaron Judge was smart and decided to go opposite field, uh, and it worked pretty well. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> it worked very well, um, actually, because he went four for four with three home runs and a double, three runs, six RBI. Um, he was pretty good tonight, Jesse. I saw a crazy stat from ESPN Stats and Info just now. Apparently, Aaron Judge's 35 home runs are tied for the most in a season in MLB history by a player who missed 50 or more games that year. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, so Aaron Judge has 35 home runs in this season, and this was his 97th, 98th game that he's played this season. I mean, that's that's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, I guess it's not that surprising. I mean, if you uh, if you kind of like year? prorate how many home runs he hit last yeah. year to this number of games, he might even have more than uh, than thirty five. But yeah, it, it's amazing how how just like effortless Aaron Judge can make look hitting a home run. I mean, it, it looks like he like he hits an opposite field pop up and it just keeps carrying and carrying and carrying. Yeah. And you look it up on Baseball Savant; it was actually one hundred and twenty seven miles an hour off the bat. Uh, not literally, uh, but I mean, <laughs> not too far, but yeah, not, not, I mean, I think there was his last one, at least off the bat, didn't look to me like it was a home run at least. And it was still 109 off the bat or something like that. So he's an incredible player. Yeah, and, and frankly, Sean, the Yankees have one good hitter, uh, yes. at least one really good hitter. Glaber Torres <laughs> is pretty decent too, but the D-backs very much let that one very good hitter beat them in this game. Yeah, like like I said, six RBI of the seven runs that the the Yankees scored tonight. Um, Fott had an interesting night. Yeah, I would say. I, I think by and large he he pitched pretty solidly for the first few innings, with of course the exception of the, the home run to the first home run to Aaron Judge. Um, which in and of itself was made much worse by a Brandon Font mistake, right? He had the the runner on first, a ball grounded. I I keep saying softly. I, it wasn't soft necessarily, but it was. A, I it mean, wasn't it, hit hard, it was I not hit say. hard. Yeah, uh, definitely a play that I think a lot of pitchers would make. Um, but hit him in the glove, kind of hit it to the side of the mound, went to grab it, didn't grab it cleanly, and I didn't have a play um, on either base when he could have should have had a double play, and then of course Aaron Judge. Steps up and does the thing. Hits the first of his three home runs. Um, but uh, again, I would say by and large, he had like he was he looked good at, at yeah. for a lot of his outing. With again the exception of a few pitches to Aaron Judge, and, and I mean by the time he got to that fifth inning, it wasn't all that great. But yeah, in the fifth inning, I I didn't I kind of looked like he was maybe running out of gas at that point. But yeah, I totally agree. I mean. The first inning was pretty clean. He did leave a sweeper over the middle that Aaron Judge also hit. That was a, a double, which didn't wind up costing Brandon Fott anything. Uh, but the second inning uh, of this game was maybe the best I've ever seen Brandon Fott look. Yeah. Uh, he struck out the side in order. Had the changeup working really well. Yeah, he, he threw some good changeups in this game, which is something we haven't seen a whole lot of. Uh, yeah, I mean, he had four strikeouts through two scoreless yeah. innings. He had seven strikeouts after the third inning. He was one off of... Uh, his season, his career high, which he later uh, matched later in the game. But yeah, I mean, it, I, that defensive miscue was obviously a really big part of when this game sort of got out of hand uh, first for the Diamondbacks in that third inning. And I think that might be something for Brandon Fott to, to work on. Uh, I, I wouldn't say he's looked particularly comfortable out there uh, fielding his position. Yeah. And and I think Diamondbacks fans are, are not used to seeing that. Like Merrill Kelly, Zach Gallen, yeah. uh, Zach Davies, Pretty much all of the D-back starting pitchers that we've seen, even in recent years, pretty much all of them filled their positions pretty well. And I think that's going to be something that, that Brandon Fott has to work on a little bit. 100%. Um, and to be fair, he did not get a whole lot of, I mean, the pitching staff in general didn't get a whole lot of help defensively. Um, no. Uh, obviously, an error from, from Alec, but... A couple of plays that weren't scored as errors, but were really tough from uh, our third baseman, Jace Peterson. Uh, obviously, there late in the game, he had an opportunity to get a force out at third, but kind of inexplicably stopped running towards the base. It kind of looked like he got turned around and like Damon made the point that it just kind of seemed like he didn't really know where he was on the field yeah. and stopped and then wasn't able to get the force out at third. 
um, which resulted in the bases being loaded. Um, and then he had that. There was that really scary situation um, in, in, that was scored a double, but got hit to shallow left field, I guess. Him, Perdomo, and Corbin all ran in on it. Um, clearly some kind of miscommunication because no one fielded it, and Corbin took a really weird slide into the... It he was not slid natural. into the grass, <laughs> and his knee caught, and he did like a somersault. What was that injury scare number? What are we at? Oh, 75 yeah, now for Corbin Carroll Honestly, it was. And he, to be fair, he didn't look great when he got up. He looked like he was a little shaken up at first, but apparently, obviously he stayed in the game. It yeah. seemed like he was fine. Um but yeah, it was not a great night from Jace Peterson. Um, and honestly, it, it, it haven't gotten many great nights from Jace Peterson. You have here written here, right? Uh, since joining the D-backs, batting 185, 267, 272 is the slash line. Um, it's not great. And third baseman in general, 187, 276, 271 with a 547 OPS. That's since uh, the All-Star break. Since the All-Star break, yeah. Or so. actually, you know what? I wrote All-Star break. That's since July 1st. July 1st. Sometimes okay. I just write blasphemy on yeah. the show. What was that slugging percentage again? 271. Yeah. That's oh, Diamondbacks. It's a 547 OPS. Yuck. That's all Diamondbacks third baseman. And the numbers you said about Jace Peterson almost match that exactly. Yeah. Like D-backs third baseman since July 1st, 187, 276, 271. Peterson, 185, 267, 272. Yeah, almost it, exactly. Jace Peterson's basically been the exact same as Evan Longoria and, uh, you know, and Emmanuel Rivera and Geraldo Perdomo when the D-backs have played him over there. Uh, and Perdomo is, has scuffled quite a bit lately as well. Yeah. The D-backs have really just not gotten much of any offense from the left side of the infield in several months. And that's, uh, you know, somehow they're staying afloat. Yeah. Somehow they're, you know, they're finding ways to win and, and they've had some other hot hitters. But, you know, that's obviously something to be addressed in the offseason. Yeah. Cog saying he thinks I could play a good third base. I'm down. Sign me up. Um, I and, believe it. Yeah. I mean, I was... Could I was, you be worse than Jace Peterson? I mean... It's pretty. It's I, pretty hard. I just wouldn't swing the bat, um, and hopefully get hit a couple times. I won't. I won't move. I'll tell you <laughs> that. I'll take a pitch. I'll take ninety five to the fucking ribs if I have to. What? Anything for anything for a ring. I, I we, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a grinder. Um, but but at least saying what I really wanted to get the third like these stats show the third base is really just it is a black hole for the D backs and like yeah. we talk about it is clearly something they're going to need to address in the off season if they want to take another step in some way um and the natural question right is benjamin asking it what's josh rojas's slash line since leaving the d-backs well yeah. uh jesse's here so of course we have that for you 262 yeah. 315 379 since joining the mariners um it's not i mean it's not yeah. good right but i mean 263 315 379 for a third baseman that's not really what you're looking for rojas's numbers had been i think quite a bit better as of maybe a week or two ago he's kind of scuffled a little bit lately mm. but even so i mean 262 315 379 that's that's considerably better unfortunately than you know what the diamondbacks have gotten from other guys at that position uh so yeah, I mean, you can critique the Diamondbacks bringing in Jace Peterson, and I think I think there's some validity to that. I mean, he obviously yeah. hasn't helped the issue, but he hasn't really hurt it in a sense either. Yeah, he's not that, much worse than anybody yeah, else. Yeah, no one else. I mean, everyone at third base right now for the D-backs, it's, it's just, uh, you know, Evan Longoria is an elite base runner, yeah. as we saw the other day, and out, outside of that, <laughs> uh, you know, you're just not getting a whole lot from that position right yeah, now. Yeah, and I mean, uh, to be fair, it's not like Rojas was providing a lot from that position either. Uh, no, before, before he trade. was traded, you could make it. Yeah, I mean, he would have been right in this exactly. run with everyone else, if not uh, even a little bit worse. So it's unfortunate, for sure. Um, with all of these bad performances, it must leave you wondering, who's our king snake today? Well, it's no one that played, I'll tell you that. It's RJ, because we'll always have 2001. Suck it, New York. <laughs> I hate you forever. <sighs> Today sucked. It really did suck. But again, we'll always have 2001. You can beat us in the regular season as much as you want. You'll never have that, that ring back. Who, like, if you were to give, like, a legit king snake for this game, who... Christian Walker, Christian Walker, because he hit a home run. run. I know Perdomo started off two for two. I'm not exactly... Sure how yeah, he was two for two. He was two for two, yeah. So or two for three. Two sorry. for three, okay. So yeah. Joe Mantiply came in and threw an <laughs> inning and didn't give up a run. Uh, it was a rough game. It was all a the really way, rough game, and that's why we gave it to Randy Johnson. Because <laughs> I mean, we're not gonna give it to Cogs again. That's for sure. No, that's not, that's clearly not an option <laughs> at this point. And no one on the team deserved it, uh, at least today. So 
RJ, congrats on your first King Snake. Um, this has been kind of a thing for the Diamondbacks where, you know, they, they string together some nice wins uh, and then they just look flat all yeah. kind of all of a sudden, right? It happened in that Mets series where they were able to get game one and then they just did not. I mean, they they were just completely flat the next three days. And yeah. and often it results in games like this where the D-backs just get kind of blown out, mm-hmm. right? I mean, 7 nothing. I think there was an 11-1 to uh, against the Mets a week or so ago. I think there was a 7-1 to in there as well. These games are honestly, like, fairly common for a Diamondbacks team that is still in very good position yeah. to make the postseason. It's, it's kind of a, a bizarre phenomenon. And especially in New York. New York is just not apparently where this team... Uh, really has any At degree all. of success whatsoever. I hate New York, New York. That uh, that song, I hate it. Their their victory song. It's the worst song of all time. Um, but I'm shocked that you would think that. I That's know. really surprising to me. I know. <laughs> um, but of course, this has great implications for the wild card race, which we'll get into in a moment. But first, I want to thank you all for joining us today. Of course. Um, if you haven't already, you're here on our on our YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, give us a like, all those good things. Um, and if you're listening on audio, do the same. Give us a a five star review. Make sure you subscribe so you're not missing an episode. Um, today was pretty tough. Oh, we got a super chat. Shout out piece of Yoshi. Five dollar super chat from piece of Yoshi. King Snake goes to the Yankees heckler in my section. Kept me sane. <laughs> I I went to Yankee Stadium uh, last year, or yeah, last summer. Last July uh, for a Red Sox Yankees game. And the game started off with like a, a Red Sox home run. And I was talking my shit. And then they lost eight to one. Um, yeah, I think I've heard this story. So I think Matt Carpenter had three home runs or something like that. Maybe at least as, two. As Matt Carpenter does. Yeah. You know, the D backs haven't been able to get him out this year. That's for sure. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it. it Heckling in at Yankee Stadium, you just got to be careful because it can always come back to bite you. Um, this game was especially frustrating because there were two incredibly obvious bets to make in my mind. It was Aaron Judge taking Brandon Fought deep, and it was Christian Walker going yard in the Little League Stadium that is Yankee Stadium. Granted, <laughs> it wasn't to the short porch, but still. Um, and of course, both of those things happened. But what did I do? Nothing. I didn't bet on it. It's a big mistake. Big Sean. mistake. And big you mistake. never want to be the person that didn't place the bet. Always place the bet. And if you're going to place the bet, you got to place it on BetMGM um, because they are one of the best places. to. I mean, they're always giving out free bets, promos, uh, profit boosts, all these things um, because the people at BetMGM are just so damn generous. Um, so make sure you use that code PHNX and sign up. You can sign up for BetMGM and use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. and You will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Uh, by the way, tomorrow is Aaron Judge bobblehead night at Yankee Stadium apparently. So uh, uh, bet on an Aaron Judge home run. And if you don't, don't tell, like, I won't feel bad for you because I warned you. Bet on it now and bet it on it on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. And if, if the game is postponed, bet on it at Sunday. Then, yeah, I guess there you go. Yeah, what would they do for the bobbleheads? They were real tough for the bobbleheads. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, is there a bigger day on the Yankees schedule, an like Aaron in terms of promotions, than an Aaron Probably Judge not. bobblehead day? I don't know. Probably not. Um, we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't get rained out. Um, but, yeah, make sure you place those bets. Check out the show, the full show notes for details. And now, listen to Shane O talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario. Um, we got another super chat. Be calm, see clearly. Two dollars. Um, I miss Robbie Ray. Starters have to pitch better. I mean, yeah, starters certainly do need to pitch better if this team is gonna. I mean, even make the playoffs at this point, right? That's still by no means a uh, a foregone conclusion. I miss Robbie Ray. That that's interesting. Like Robbie Ray hasn't been a Diamondback yeah, for like kind that, of a long time, and he wasn't particularly good uh, in his later <laughs> I kinda, years. I kind of skipped over that part, I guess. But yeah, that, that was that's kind of a random. Shout out Robbie Ray. Um, but hey, 
everyone's got those players. Shout out to Castro. There you um, go. Central New York <laughs> native. Um, but, um, of course, like I said, we're going to get into the, the kind of the wild card picture in a second. But at this point, you need to be watching every game because every game matters. Every I mean, we talk about it every day. The wild card picture looks every so different. Every day is Earth Day. Every day is Earth Day. <laughs> That's why I thought we were going as well. Every day you is Earth Day. You can't see every day on the show without all of our minds immediately going. Going to the mailbag. On Mondays, we go to the mailbag. Damon, let's go. <laughs> Anyways, um, no, you got to watch every day. Every day matters. Every game is important. Um, so you got to watch every game. And if you're going to watch every game, you got to do it with the friends over at Fubo because um, it's the best place to watch sports. They've got everything. Obviously, again, they've got Diamondbacks baseball. Uh, they've got college football, NFL. They got red zone. Um, so this Sunday, I've been talking about it all day. I cannot wait. I'm going to wake up at 10 a.m. The dot, the bills are going to be on Fubo, of course. And then at 10:35, barring uh, some kind of rescheduling, a potential with a potential rainout tomorrow, the Diamondbacks first pitch against the Yankees, also on Fubo. Double screen setup. I'm ready. Cannot wait. Um, so make sure you sign up for Fubo right now. You can watch all your favorite college football, MLB, NFL, all of it with Fubo. So go to www.fubotv.com slash PHNX to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. All right. Like I said, um, every day matters and every day is Earth Day. Um, and every day, the every wild month is Black History Month. Every, every month is Black <laughs> History Month. <laughs> um, every week is Shark Week, all of that. Um, but no, every day things change. Um, and obviously, with a loss today, not helping the D backs. But there's a lot of other things going on. So let's check out the out of town scoreboard. Uh, I mean, I guess depending on what you think about what team you want to play in the postseason, you can look at the Chicago Cubs result. Um, one of two ways, but obviously the Cubs beating the Colorado Rockies six to nothing. Um, the Brewers handling the the Miami uh, Marlins sixteen one. Um, I believe are all of these games still in progress, Damon? First two are done. They are done. Okay. The, the last three are Mets in progress. Phillies is in the tenth. Uh, Pirates uh, Reds is in the ninth, and. Royals uh, and Astros is like in the middle of the game. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the Cubs have beaten the Rockies six to nothing. The Brewers have beaten the Marlins sixteen to one. Yeah. The Mets and Phillies are in extras right now. Um, which, as we were talking about, you know, a catch in the Phillies is probably not really that realistic. But yeah, if you want to keep the dream alive, a Mets win here would obviously go a long way. I mean, the D. So the D backs were were three out from the Phillies, right, coming in. Uh, yeah, I believe so. So I mean, three and a half. Three and a half. So, and, and the Phillies have the tiebreaker. So, yeah. entering today, the D backs, like, like if the D backs win out, they still might not get exactly, to the Phillies, yeah, so. uh, depending on how the Phillies play. So, I, I wouldn't be, I don't think fans should be too stressed yeah. out now about, about the Phillies. Uh, I think that ship has kind of sailed at this point. But the Pittsburgh Pirates getting the job done against divisional opponent Cincinnati Reds are beating them seven to five right now. And then, yeah, uh, middle of the game, but the Astros are struggling against the Kansas City Royals, as everyone predicted. Um, seven to two, um, uh, which of course, and the, the, I checked earlier, the Mariners and the Rangers were both tied half game back from the Rangers. Um, so, or from, or the, from Astros. the Astros, so yeah. it's feeling like that last series against the Astros is probably going to be really important for both teams. Yeah. That's if you're wondering why we have Royals Astros, just like randomly on our <laughs> out of town scoreboard. Now it's because how the Astros perform in this next week leading up to, next weekend series between the D-backs and the Astros is really important. If the Astros take care of business against the Royals, as one would sort of expect them to do, uh, you know, and then I, I'm not sure who they play after that, but they have a, another series against, I mean, the Astros are a very good team. They can mm -hmm. beat anyone. Uh, there's a world in which the Astros play well enough leading up to that series next weekend where they're not really playing for anything against the Diamondbacks in that final series to finish off the year. But, Sean, as you just alluded to, uh, that race is very close right now. And it sounds like at the end of the day, the Astros will no yeah. longer be in first place in the AL West. Yeah. And that very much means, I mean, it it looks likely that the Astros are still going to be playing for something, at least in the first yeah. part of that series next weekend. So 
uh, that's definitely something to be watching. This uh, Pirates Reds game is not going great for us right now. Oh, it's no. seven five, bottom nine, Bednar's in, and it's two on nobody out so far for the Reds here. Oh boy! So we'll keep an eye on on that. Uh, we'll Bednar was a little shaky against the Cubs the other night too. Yeah, he's he hasn't been quite as sharp. Yeah, good to see Wald. For those that are interested, because obviously there's a couple of uh, our guys over there, uh, the Rangers are currently beating the Mariners 8-4, to four, so the Rangers will more than likely end up with the, the AL West lead when everything is said and done tonight. That's um, so crazy. I know. That AL West race the AL West is insane. Is, is the, the Rangers, uh, like, the rain, it just looked like the sky was falling yeah, I know, for the right? Rangers. Like, we were talking about ago. them not making the playoffs. Yeah, they dropped out of the playoff picture entirely, and I mean, with how well the Blue Jays are playing right now, yeah. I don't know what they've done today, but and there's a decent chance like like the Mariners, the Astros, the Rangers, one of those three teams is probably not going to make the postseason, yeah, which the, is which is crazy. The uh Blue Jays beat the the Rays six to two. So interesting okay. for the AL East. Um just that'd be general. tough. Like like if you're a Mariners fan or a Rangers fan or an Astros fan, I mean, yeah, it's gonna be pretty tough because all three of those teams are you know, on paper, I mean, they're, they're teams that should be in the postseason. You know, if they were in the National League, there wouldn't there wouldn't be a question, right? Uh, it's exactly. a little it's a little bit lopsided right now, one one league to another. And it looks like we have a Christian Encarnacion strand double play. Uh, so there are now two outs in the bottom of the ninth. Let's go the Bednar. Pirates still having that. Two Let's run fucking lead. go Pirates, um, maybe. We're gonna get for the, uh, those that are interested with the AL standings as it stands right now with those two with the Astros and the Mariners. Rangers game still active. The Blue Jays have a one game lead. They're in the second wild card spot, one game ahead of a tie between the Mariners and Rangers. So the Rangers will will win. They'll move into uh the and the AL West lead. And there will again be a tie for between the Astros and Mariners. For that third wild card spot. I'm not sure who has the head to head, obviously. So um I don't know, but Crazy. we're obviously much more concerned about the NL wild card race. So let's take a look at those. Um it's I mean, it is what it's been, right? It's it's close. It's <laughs> this is shout out Tori Lovello, because he said it a long time ago that this is gonna come down to the last day of the season, and it's hard to believe that this is not gonna come down to the last day of the season. Cause yeah, I mean, you can see it here. The 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 obviously the Phillies have a four and a half game lead um in that first wild card spot. Diamondbacks a one game cushion. Cubs in that last wild card spot at 80 and 74, and then the Mariners, who just got handled again by the Brewers, a game out, 79 and 75, and the Reds, who are currently playing, also a game out, 79 and 75. So it's uh yeah, it's it's tight. It's I close. mean if if the Pirates are able to to finish the job here against the Reds, then if you're the D-backs this this isn't this isn't a terrible day, honestly. No. Um in terms of like your your odds of making the postseason, I don't think you're even going to change that much at all. The Cubs were already in the third spot and the Cubs do gain a game on the Diamondbacks today. They're only one game behind the Diamondbacks, but you know, I I I don't even think I don't even think Diamondbacks fans care much at this point whether they're in the second spot or the yeah. third spot. I mean, people probably have their different opinions on, uh, on Phillies versus Brewers. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone who we were kind of talking about earlier, anyone who was saying that they would rather play the Brewers, today did nothing to help that. Yeah, they might have some second <laughs> They put thoughts. up 12 runs in one inning um, against another team that is competing for the playoffs. So, it, uh, I mean, you got... It's the major. It's major league baseball playoffs, right? It's gonna. You're not gonna have an easy time, regardless of who you end up playing. Yeah. So, um, is fan does Fangraphs is Fangraphs like up to the second? Uh, it's not up to the second. It's it's fairly quick though. I mean, maybe like five to ten. We we might have updated playoff odds. Eighty-one point two percent. Okay. I don't yeah, know I if mean, that's new. Yeah, the, I think it is new. It was I like think it, I think it was something, right? Eighty-two point something. Yeah, it was maybe maybe eighty-five. Oh, I want to okay, yeah. say. Although I guess I didn't check this morning after yesterday's games because the D-backs had yesterday off. So oh, okay, yeah. all this to say, yeah, the D-backs chance Still of making the postseason did not really change. Their chance of getting the second wild card spot changed because the Cubs gained a gain on uh, gained yeah. a game on them and are obviously closer. But even then, I mean, the Cubs have to not only match the Diamondbacks, the Cubs have to pass the Diamondbacks because they don't have that tiebreaker. Yeah, so, uh, and I mean, they're a game back 
from the Diamondbacks. Yeah, right? so, so they they're have still to... two games away from yeah. actually flipping that spot in their favor. So all in all, this really could have been a lot worse for yeah. the Diamondbacks. This isn't, you know, the sky is falling. The D-backs aren't making the playoffs anymore or anything. Obviously, every game matters a lot right now. Uh, what do we have a result here, Damon? Pirates W. Okay, Pirates. Pirates, Pirates and the Phillies won according to piece of Yoshi. So yeah, I mean we kind of talked about that earlier, right? The that wild card spot was not was never going to be all that attainable, but a win for the Phillies obviously makes that that much more difficult. Um, and we sh- I feel like we got to mention in the case in the wild card that technically speaking, the Giants and the San Diego Padres are still very much alive. Padres, I believe, three games back and the Giants, or the Padres four games back and the Giants three, I think. Yeah, um, I don't know if I would say the Padres are very much alive. Uh, four but, and a half and three. But and it's like, like, I mean, they're the heart alive. Is still there beating. is a pulse. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is a pulse. Uh, they're very much alive if you look at like MajorLeagueBaseball.com's uh, homepage because everyone wants this team to make the playoffs, it appears. Um, but yeah, it... it they're more alive than I thought they were. I'll say that. All of a sudden, they uh, they just snuck their way back into this picture. As oh. crazy as it sounds, I think that like if I think that's the worst case scenario for the Brewers. Like if yes. the, if the Padres <laughs> yeah. sneak in and get that third spot because they won like eighteen of their last twenty games yeah. of the season or you whatever have they'd have to do to get that fire. They're yeah. all they're all of a sudden like a World Series yeah, favorite. That team I think. like totally yeah. I, I right because like the, the pitching isn't really the problem there. Is the the, the, the the lineup was not always really the pitching is kind of well, still the problem. I mean I guess it is, uh, but in terms of like uh, in a series in a series like you go to the wild card. Yeah, I'm, I feel good about the Padres, like especially if they're on fire, but. Again, they're four and a half games out as we, as we talk right now. So I'd be probably sick not if I was a, a Brewers fan and that shit happened. I, I would be sick because I still have a parlay out on Drakus Duplessis and the uh, the Padres to win the NL West, which I made on accident. Um, and so I'd be really upset if they ended up somehow making the playoffs. He couldn't have figured this out a little earlier, but whatever. Well, I picked uh, the Padres to win the NL West when the when the season started. I don't started, think you so were I, alone. <laughs> I still I still feel like an idiot for that. I but yeah, don't I wasn't. Think you were. Alone. I think in our uh, you know we we write this uh, this all city staff article at the beginning of every season, and we all make our all the beat writers in all city we make our predictions, and I think only one of the four of us had the Dodgers winning the NL West three of the four we fell we fell for the Padres hype we fell for this roster that on paper looks pretty darn good uh and I still don't understand why the Padres like aren't aren't good uh yeah their run differential is super good and uh and Ha-Sung Kim is having like a six war season they are gonna be crazy everyone is going to they're gonna end up like missing out on the playoffs by like a game or something like that and then we're gonna get to next season and everyone is going to be like, we saw what they were at the end of the year. They're going to win the division. <laughs> and we're going to be right back where we were. Um, but we'll see. The Dodgers winning by 10 plus games. <laughs> yeah, is that yeah, what, right back where we were? Yeah. Well, not, no. I mean, the d will be better next year, I think. But um, at least as far as the Padres are concerned, we'll be right back where we were. Um, we also had some, you know, some roster moves today. Um, the most notable of which, congrats on the baby, Miguel Castro. Uh, ended up go. on the paternity list and out back in the DR, um, and they called up Slade Chaconi. How did Slade? Yeah, there, there's been some controversy over how that name is said. We still think that, like, authentically, it should be Chaconi. Chaconi. Uh, yeah, Chaconi. like that exactly. Um, we can just do that because because uh, uh, the Coyotes have a guy from Finland, Matthias Michelli, and every time that we say his name, we say Michelli. So we could just Chaconi. <laughs> I did not know he was Finnish. But yeah, that he's makes not it Italian. Way he's Matthias Michelli <laughs> from Finland, and he he has the most Italian name of all time. That is, um, that is very funny. But yeah, we had uh, Miguel Castro get put on the paternity list. Slade Tacconi got brought up. Um, I that's the only mm, roster move. Yeah, we yeah, have I some other so. we have some other news. We have Zach Davies scheduled to start. Tomorrow's game, Saturday's game, if it happens, if it again, happens. Uh, tropical storms seem to follow the Diamondbacks <laughs> wherever they go. Uh, we saw this in San Diego a few weeks ago. But yeah, so it's Zach Davies on Saturday, and then it's back to Zach Gallen on Sunday. So but, the Diamondbacks are skipping Ryan Nelson's yeah. spot, and they are 
Uh, I believe Tori Lovello said before tonight's game that Ryan Nelson will now be used out of the bullpen. Mm. So the D-backs have tons of length in their bullpen yeah. right now. They Which, have sh- they have Shikoni, <laughs> however we're saying Shikoni. that. Uh, they have him. They have Bryce Jarvis there. And then they also have Ryan Nelson. All of those guys can can give you multiple innings. So I guess that's, you know, sort of protection for like games like this yeah. where you just don't want to really use your high leverage relievers to get through a mm-hmm. game like this. Uh, the D-backs use Sacconi a little bit in, in this one. And, you know, I suspect that Nelson or, or Jarvis are probably not going to be like high leverage relievers. They're going to be used in situations where you just kind of need some coverage. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it makes sense uh, to get Sacconi back up here. And, you know, I'm sure Miguel Castro will, will be back within a couple days and we'll figure out what the, what the D-backs do then. Yeah. Um, at, as I said to you uh, during the game, though, watch out for the rain rain out tomorrow because if it happens, have to play a doubleheader on Sunday, and that would more than likely mean that Zach Gallon does not have to pitch at ten thirty five in the morning our time, um, which obviously is something he's kind of struggled with at points this year. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. I'm kind kind of kind of rooting. You're rooting for, for a, a doubleheader. I kind of am. Because I won't be able to watch the game tomorrow, if I'm being honest, because ASU plays tomorrow night. So uh, I kind of wanted to get it. I kind of want to get it out. And I also don't want to see Zach Allen have to pitch in the morning if we can help it. That also, the flip side of that, though, is you probably only get Gabby Moreno in one of those two games. True. The D-backs have been willing to start Gabby Moreno like day game after night game, but I don't think there's any manager in the league that's going to make do, their catcher day game, day game. do double, <laughs> double duty. duty. Yeah, yeah that, that would be pretty ridiculous. That would be tough. Um, so maybe not. We'll see. Um there's a silver lining regardless of what happens. Let's put it like that. Also, I saw something going on in the chat. Did I see that Cog said he was going to shave his head if the Padres make the playoffs? Yeah, if the Padres make the playoffs, it's been confirmed. Uh, I strong-armed <laughs> him into doing it. So but, we are all Padres fans now. Yeah, I mean, he said he won't let Derek one-up him, which I respect. I respect that, too. Hey, I've dyed my hair before. You know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. For but he's, he's shaving his head. He's not dying his head. Yeah, he'll shave his head. Wow. But by uh, Cog's also... You don't have to do that. Don't don't let him bully you. I don't think Derek would ever go to those lengths. Like no. Cogs is very much one upping. Yeah, possibly even two upping Derek in this situation. I don't know what the difference. We'll cross one that bridge when the Padres is, do or do not make the playoffs. I guess, um, which means we we won't cross the bridge. <laughs> yeah, we will not cross that bridge. Um, again, we mentioned it earlier. Astros coming to town next week, uh, next weekend for a huge series. So make sure you get out there. I know the Friday game, I believe, is the yard sale that they do at Diamondbacks games. We're up in in right or the La Terraza um, plot deck up in right field. They'll uh, they just sell a bunch of random merchandise that they have lying around. I know that one of the things they're selling is a Archie Bradley fake beard giveaway. That they had at one point, so it's a big one. Random stuff uh, they can buy at good prices. So make sure you get out there, and if you're gonna get there, you need tickets. And if you're gonna get tickets, you gotta get them on the best ticketing app known to man, our friends, our family, over at Game Time. Um, I know we we have we you know what our family, our family. That's a tow tree thing. on some Fast and Furious yeah, shit. Family, shout out Brian Kelly. Um, but yeah, no, that tow tree said they're family. They are family. They treat us right. Um. They could treat you right, too. Like I said, uh, I think we have some plans to maybe attend the game next Friday. Some people were discussing it. Again, if we do, tickets on game time, obviously. Um, you can snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Also, by the way, I forgot to mention these to you, uh, Travis Scott tickets, $32 on game time. No way. $32. I don't believe you. Game, game time. The folks at game time with a $20 off, what? now we're talking. Now we're talking. Go see Travis Scott with the boys. Concerts, comedy, sports, whatever you want. Game time. Got it. Snag the tickets without the stress on game time. Uh, download the game time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, Derek also is a big sunglasses guy. So if you really want to one up, Derek Cogs. Actually, I was gonna, I was gonna try to bully you into buying sunglasses. I don't want to do that. I just <laughs> I think, Cox does enough for us. Yeah, you don't, you don't do have that. to do that. You don't have to. But I'm gonna strongly encourage everyone watching or listening to the show to go get themselves a nice pair of sunglasses um, because it's Arizona. Sun's bright, even though the weather's getting cooler. The sun's still out. You gotta listen. I 
the sun is evil here. It just shines brighter here <laughs> than other places in the country. I don't fully understand how that works. I might be making it up in my head, but regardless, the effect is real. You need good sunglasses in Arizona, and the best sunglasses are our friends over at Shady Rays. Um, and they have a hell of a deal for you right now. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And if you don't like shopping online, go to the brick-and-mortar location at Kierlin Commons in Scottsdale. Um, they got it all. They also have a great return policy. Buy it. Don't like it. Need to exchange it. 30 days. Do it for free. And if you get a pair, you break them, you lose them, they get stolen, you throw them into the lake. I don't know. Whatever you do with them, call us Shady Rays. They'll give you a new pair. No questions asked. They really are family, just like game time. There you They're go. Family. Um, and you can be family, too, by becoming a diehard. Um, become a diehard. You get a free shirt or hat from the PHNX locker. Um you get access to some of our exclusive content. Obviously, we got a lot of great content from our writers like Jesse, Gerald, Craig. Um, we got a, a, a handful of new college writers in the fold. Ralph, Talon um, on our ASU beat, Anthony down in, a, in U of A. So we've got hella writers, hella great content, um, and the best content reserved just for our diehards. So make sure you become a diehard exclusive access to our Discord um, where we just chat about games and stuff like that. And sometimes we do some exclusive Discord content. Um, you get access to special events and discounts on our events, um, a variety of offers from our sponsors, stuff like that. So it's a great time to become a diehard, um, especially, you know, Running into the playoffs with the Diamondbacks, start getting ready to start up our season. Obviously, football is underway, getting ready to start up hockey and basketball. So it really is the perfect time to become a diehard. Um, so make sure you head over to our um, to gophnx.com and sign up. Um, all right, Jesse. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday, um, kind of just you and I kind of predicting who we thought might end up on the Diamondbacks Fall League roster. But this morning, we got an answer, um, and you wrote about it over at GoPHNX, speaking of some of the great content we have over there. Um, what, I mean, what do you think of, of what we got so far? Yeah, so the D-backs have eight representatives. I'll just start by listing them off. Uh, Ivan Melendez is probably the, the headliner, yep. a guy that we suspected would sort of make a lot of sense for this opportunity. Uh, AJ Vukovic is also there, outfielder, third baseman from AA. Blake Walston is in there, uh, AAA lefty. Uh, first round pick uh, back in 2019 for the D-backs, Christian Montes de Oca, uh, who's a reliever, uh, right-handed reliever. Austin Pope as well, another right-handed reliever. Jake Rice, a lefty reliever. Uh, Caleb Roberts, a catcher who's put up some some pretty good numbers this year in AA. Uh, and then Carlos Meza, hoping I'm saying that right. Uh, he is a, a left-handed reliever down in the D-backs farm system. So, yeah, the, the headliner names here are the first three that I mentioned, Ivan Melendez, A.J. Bukovic, and, and Blake Walston. These are guys you've probably seen on you know top prospect lists. They show up somewhere in the top 10, top 15, typically, depending on which list you're looking at. Uh, Ivan Melendez was, was an interesting question for me because he has been on the injured list for the last couple weeks, and he was activated today. So... Still am not sure what that injury was for Ivan Melendez, but it appears he is healthy and he is ready to go for the fall league. Uh, we've talked about Melendez on the show a, a decent amount, yeah. right? I think I think people have have probably heard the name at this point. Uh, for sure. Big power numbers this year, 272, 345, 578. That was a slash line. From the University of Texas, or the University of Texas at Austin, by the way. There Welcome. you go. Uh, that was uh, 426 plate appearances split between uh, Hillsborough and Amarillo this year. He had 30 home runs, 76 RBI, 22 doubles, two triples. The big thing for Melendez, as we've talked about before, is is the swing and miss, is trying to eliminate strikeouts. Mm -hmm. And the numbers are frankly a little alarming. 33.6% yeah. uh, in high A, 35.3 in double A. Honestly, it's incredible that he's put up the numbers that he has with those strikeout <laughs> rates. League average is generally around 21, 22, low 20. So if you're in the if, if you're in the mid 30s, that's that's about as high of a number as we ever see for for anyone. So yeah, I mean it's a, it's a credit to Melendez that he's put up the crazy numbers that he has in spite of how much uh, how much swing and miss has been there. But I mean that's the thing to watch in the fall league for me is you know how much how much is Ivan Melendez swinging and missing? How how are the swing decisions? Uh, you know, is he is he swinging and missing only at pitches outside the zone, or is there also 
uh, some in zone swing and miss, which I suspect there there probably is for him. Uh, those are those are going to be the big things to watch. But the raw power is off the charts. I wrote in my story about how. I mean, if anyone is like built for the home run derby, the fall league has a home run derby. Like Ivan Melendez has to be in yeah, the fall league right. home run derby. It would not feel right if he wasn't. You so got to worry about swings and misses. At least you shouldn't. Yeah, hopefully. Ho- yeah, hopefully in the home run. Unless you're Pete Alonso, right? Wasn't he the one that was getting screwed over by his his pitcher at? Yeah, that was ridiculous. It was one of the most absurd <laughs> things. Getting sliders in the home run derby it was absurd. <laughs> Um, but and I mean, yeah, you, you mentioned it, like kind of seeing Ivan Melendez, how he deals, because one of the things that we talked about yesterday, at least as far as like position players, offensive players are concerned, is that like part of the reason you send guys to the fall league is to kind of to get a better look at them, see to challenge them a little bit. And I exactly. Feel like, especially yeah. with a guy like Ivan Melendez, you need to see to challenge him because that the, those strikeout numbers, it's hard to believe that the success, the numbers that he's putting up outside of that are really that sustainable, right? Right. Um, But I mean, so can you like, kind of like we were talking about yesterday, like what really in general kind of is the mindset of an organization when they're choosing both position players and pitchers? Because like we kind of talked about, it's a little different um, for the fall league. Yeah, it's that's a really good question, uh, and there's not like a super clear answer. Yeah, but some you said you kind of trying to figure out. Over yeah, the years, right? yeah. Over time, you kind of can get a feel for it. Uh, Melendez seemed like a clear a clear option. Uh, number one, because he he finished the year in Double A, which it seems like a lot of guys sent to the fall league. Double A is is sort of like the the mean like that's that's where I would say most guys probably come from. There are some guys from Triple A. There are some guys from you know, high A, but double A is kind of right in the middle. That's sort of the sweet spot for these guys. So uh, Melendez made a lot of sense from that standpoint. Also, just guys like like you just said, guys that you want to challenge, that you just want to see, you know, get a little bit more of a look at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big thing is also if if players were injured, if they missed some at-bats during the season, uh, then the fall league is a good opportunity to catch up on that. And that and that's especially true for pitchers. If pitchers miss a few months or whatever, you want to still be logging as as many innings as you can. Uh, so yeah, th- those are those are kind of some of the some of the main things that you look at uh, on the pitching side. Another factor to to think of is uh, you know if a pitcher has already thrown a good number of mm-hmm. innings, a lot of times you won't see those guys just because they've already hit yeah. their innings limit. One of the guys I had meant, I was curious about was a guy like Human Lin. And yeah, right. Like you said, there's. He probably already pitched as much as the organization wants him to pitch. Yeah, this year. there's sort of a, a reasonable limit there, and you know every team with with every player specific situation kind of knows where that sweet spot is. I think AJ Vukovic is also a, an interesting selection for for the Diamondbacks. He became more interesting as a prospect this year because he played center field uh, a considerable amount. Vukovic has primarily been a third baseman since the D-backs mm-hmm. drafted him. Uh, a few years ago, and it just hasn't really. There's some raw power there, but you know his approach hasn't generally been great. His walk rates have generally been really low. I think a lot of people have have had you know some doubts about whether whether the bat would actually play as like an everyday third baseman mm-hmm. or an everyday corner outfielder. But in center field, the bar to clear is out is quite a bit lower, right? If you can play a decent center field, you know you don't have to have a 850 OPS or whatever to to be a valuable player. So. Uh, yeah, Eric Longenhagen from Fangraphs uh, in his midseason prospect report for the D-backs, he was actually pretty impressed with how uh, Vukovic has looked out there in center field. So, uh, yeah, I think he's kind of the other, you know, the other big, you know, kind of intriguing name here. Blake Walston, a first-round pick, is interesting as well. Uh, but he's he's kind of struggled this year in AAA in some ways. The ERA is good, uh, but he has basically as many walks as strikeouts, which is which is never a place you want to be as a pitcher. Yeah. Uh, you know, even if some of the surface numbers look look good at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, just because I know Cogs had uh, mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, the Sod Poodle is currently up six three in the ninth, so they are um, looking pretty good in the Texas League playoffs. Yeah. Um, but as far as the fall league is concerned. Um, game started October 2nd and they're basically every day except for Sunday Um, kind of spread throughout the the spring training things here although you mentioned the the rafters play like only home games for the first two yeah weeks. for the first two weeks it's really weird the schedule yeah. is not like even imbalanced at all it's <laughs> yeah. just it's just the rafters which is the the team that that the Diamondbacks mm, yeah. players are playing for uh, yeah, you'll find them at Salt River Fields for every single game in, in the first couple weeks. And then toward the end of the fall league season, it flips the other way where yeah. they're like never at Salt River Fields for a span of 
of two weeks or so. So yeah. uh, anyone who's been to these facilities knows the Saw River Fields is kind of the gold standard. So <laughs> yeah. you're able to get to one of those games in, in those first two weeks, I would highly recommend. Yeah, the Fall League is a lot of fun. And especially if you're just like yeah. a baseball fan, like getting to see all these different prospects. Um, and if you're not fully familiar with the Fall League, there's six different teams, right? Um, that are comp- each comprised of five different MLB teams. Right. Um, and each team sends a, a set of their prospects there. And then they play throughout the basically the month of October, I guess. Right. Um, it's a, I love it. I love going it's like no one goes to the games. They're like 10 bucks to go to there. I, I love them. They're super fun. You guys did a, like a meetup at fall league. We All-Star did. Game? Yeah. It was the, uh, it was the home run. It was derby, home run derby? Actually. Yeah. Davis and De Los Santos was in the home run derby, uh, last year in the fall league, which was, which was fun to watch. Um, yeah, the I mean, there's also the Fall Stars game, yeah. which is basically an All Star game, which is a lot of fun. The championship game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's there's usually a good showing for that MLB Network, you know, broadcast some yeah. of those some of those marquee events. It really is. I mean, last year I wrote that it, it was like the best kept secret in, in baseball. Uh, and it really shouldn't be a secret At because it, it really is uh, kind of baseball paradise. Yeah. I mean, if you're someone who who's interested in prospects and interested on, you know, who the stars of, of tomorrow are going to be in our game. I think if I'm remembering correctly, if if you look at the the All Star uh, starting lineup, uh, the starting lineups for the NL and AL All Stars last year, I think twelve of the eighteen had played yeah. in the Fall League. I mean, J Rod was a, a yeah. Fall League guy, and obviously ended up winning Rookie of the Year. So there's there's hella prospects there. Yeah, um, it it is it is a lot of fun. Um, but the Diamondbacks might be in the playoffs, Sean. And if that's, that's the true. case, then I, I don't know how much people are going to be watching those fall league games. If that is very true. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully they, they take a little bit of a backseat. But we'll see. Forgive um, my ignorance, but so how many the D-backs send how many players? Uh, eight, you said it was? Yeah, the D-backs send eight players. And each each fall league team has five major league organizations to send players. So you wind up with like 40 players, basically, for each team. Uh, which is which is on the higher end, but mm-hmm. you know a lot of these pitchers like aren't super stretched out, or teams yeah. don't want them going like six innings or whatever. So it takes a you know it takes a pretty decent sized roster in in order to in order to make it work. And that's another factor is you know when you're deciding who you're going to send, you have to coordinate with the other teams. Yeah. You can't just send all of uh, all pitchers. of the positions yeah. Yeah, that yeah, you yeah. want to send. Yeah. You have to you know kind of negotiate with other teams on on what that's going to look like. It's so chaos. It is. It, I kind of love it. It's, it yeah. is awesome. And also, yeah. uh, you get, you get to see sometimes, at least last year you did get to see some of, um, like rule changes, right? Last year they, they were yeah. using, the the ABS challenge system, uh, which was really cool to see. Uh, I suspect they'll do that again. Yeah. I, I have not confirmed yeah, that, but, sure, but it, I would be kind of surprised if they didn't do that. Again. I really enjoy the, the, the challenge system yeah I if you it, haven't seen the challenge system and and they do do it we'll try to figure out if they yeah. do uh it's honestly worth going just to see what the yeah. challenge it's system like if you, if you ever like. watch tennis where like there's a challenge and then they all go up to the video screen there's like an animation of the yeah. ball going it's basically just like that where they'll show the kind of the they'll show where the pitch went and they'll change the call based on what happened yeah and it, and it's cool because you know it's all contingent on uh, either the it's it's either the pitcher and catcher who or, can or challenge batter, yeah. or or the batter. Which so it all happens on the field. There's no like the players, video. Yeah. There's no video review component. It's it's kind of a challenge thing. Like you're a hitter and you're being like, hey, I think I know the strike zone better than the umpire yeah. does right now. Uh, and it's fun. I mean, dugouts get into it and and the crowd and you know yeah. the crowd. There's not usually much of a crowd at at fall league games, which is arguably one of its better characteristics. Yeah, I love uh, that for people who just love like a chill environment yeah, where you can really go fun. in and sit wherever. Uh, yeah, it's it's really incredible experience. And uh, you know, when the time comes, I'm sure we're going to be talking fall league on here a, a whole lot. But uh, just know going in, you should absolutely plan on on going to some games if you can. You should. You absolutely should. You should also make sure you plan ahead. Make sure you got your snacks with you know peanuts seeds whatever if you're gonna do it you know where to go america's one-stop shop for beverages for gas for snacks it's circle k um america's their shop they're amazing and now is the best time if you haven't been on the circle k wave circle k wave yet it is the time because they just launched their free membership program the inner circle when you join you get 25 cents off per gallon in your first five fill-ups and i say it every time gas is expensive as hell right now so now is the time to sign up, I need to be saving money on gas, and, and Circle K has my back. You also get 
a sixth free on a selection of different Circle K products like their pizza, their coffee, their fountain drinks. Um, and you know we love Polar Pops out here. They stay colder longer. They have a very special kind of ice, and I love a good ice. I'm an ice eater. It is, you know, judge me if you want, but I love it. Um, so join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Um, and one of the many things I love about Circle K is their beer selection. And by beer selection, I mean their Four Peaks selection because that's the only beer I drink, if we're being honest. Um, because they're the best beer you can get in Arizona, the best beer you can get anywhere you can get it because it's the best beer in the world as far as I'm concerned. Um, they got a great selection. Kilt Lifter is a perfect um, kind of football beer or they have, you know, D-Bags. They got the Rattle on Red Ale. Um, if you're at D-Bags games, you can head up to the... Um, the Four Peaks draft room up in right field. They have a full selection of Four Peaks beer. I love a good golden lager. David and I were talking about it not too long ago. The perfect baseball beer. Perfect. It's the perfect color. <laughs> Can't beat and, it. And clarity <laughs> and taste. It's a perfect baseball beer. Um, and, you know, it's football season, which means it's fall. And fall means pumpkin. And pumpkin means pumpkin porter. And pumpkin porter means pumpkin porter cheesecake. Um, and pumpkin porter beer and pumpkin porter cheesecake um, from our friends at Four Peaks go crazy. So make sure you check them out. You can visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all of your favorite brewery tours and events. Steinholding, Oktoberfest, and Haunted Brewery Tours are right around the corner. Check out at Fort Peaks Brew or at Fort Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 or older to drink Fort Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Anything else before we get out of here? You know, I was just looking at uh, schedules for the D-backs and, and Yankees, mm -hmm. just kind of thinking ahead on on this rain situation. So the Yankees have Monday off, and the D-backs have next Thursday off. Those are the only days off on the calendar that these two teams have. So, you know, there isn't a situation where, uh, you know, you, you postpone tomorrow, and then you're like, all right, we'll just make it up on Monday or something like that. Sunday to water. Yeah, you're going to have to. I mean, I guess you have. Or the, you play at the end of the year. Yeah, you have October 2nd. Because I feel I don't like think that's is, happened before. I, yeah. I feel like I've seen that happen before. I can't remember uh like the situation but i feel like i've seen before where like a game got rained out and there was just no opportunity for them to play it until the end of the year that which is yeah. obviously a far from ideal situation that would be far from ideal because it would uh you know i mean zach gallon is his pitching schedule is is part of this and yeah i mean the last game of the season is going to be super important most likely for the diamondbacks uh, or at least there is a world in which the last game of the season very much matters and it would really change the outlook of the year if you finish in Houston, and then you still have to like travel to New York. Oh my God! And if the uh, New York Yankees end our fucking season, that, that would is, that would be that, that would the, be a tough moment for you. Oh my God! It would be more <laughs> than a tough moment for me, Jesse. It would be the worst moment of my life. I suspect all this to say, I suspect that if we have trouble tomorrow, you're going to see a doubleheader yeah. on Sunday because I just don't think they're going to want to mess with this. Although I also have to say that even Sunday doesn't yeah, necessarily so look if great. They can, right? Yeah, if if they can. So, uh, yeah, hope, we'll uh, hope New York weather cooperates. I, I'm guessing, Sean, in your in your experience, New York weather tends not to cooperate. Not I would at imagine. all. At least they're not in the lake. Um, but yeah, no, the weather's going. The weather's going to do what it wants to do up there. Uh, um, we'll see. So we will see. Make sure you keep it locked into uh, PHNX underscore DMAX on Twitter, because um, we'll definitely let you all know um if the game gets moved or something like that for sure um but that's all we got for today so we thank you for joining us um like i said at the beginning of the show uh, make sure you leave a like i know gabby begs people for likes make sure you leave us a like we very much appreciate it as derek says it's our attaboys um <laughs> can i just say real quick i guarantee jesse will tweet about a weather update in minutes, I'm gonna put that on on Jesse. I, I guarantee, guarantee it. Too. I guarantee it. Within within two or three minutes of it being announced, yeah. Jesse will have a tweet about it. Turn notifications on. Follow yeah. Jesse. So yeah, follow make the sure account. you follow at Jesse underscore Freeman on Twitter. Um, you can follow. It's uh, it's at Jesse, Jesse and, and Freeman. Freeman. I, yeah, I'm I'm an underscore. Follow me at Sean underscore. Depause. Not Twitter. everyone does it like you. Sean. I know. God, the Tree does. There's a lot of underscores around here. Uh, yeah, make sure you follow Jesse. The much more important follow Jesse and Freeman. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. He'll be there no matter what. They could. Uh, I mean, when they did that in uh, in San Diego, they announced it like well in advance that that the you yeah know, they were going to cancel a game and then play a doubleheader. So I mean, we could we could find out tonight. We could find out early tomorrow yeah. if they were doing that. They're not necessarily going to 
you know, like try to play the game and then decide. Yeah. They might just try to get out in front of it, depending on what the weather reports look like. Yeah. So again, make sure you follow Jesse and Freeman on Twitter. Turn on those notifications so you don't miss his tweets. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore to pause. You can follow Maniac behind the Mac on Twitter at Damon dog, right? There's no underscore there uh, with a W and we are Damon's dogs. Roof, 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 roof. Um, I'm not used to barking alone. <laughs> it's a little, it doesn't hit the same. I just um, can't do it at this no, point. No, no, I understand. Just, I'm, I'm too far gone. No, I, 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 I it's appreciate a little that. bit that Jesse like doesn't I'm, get involved. I'm the Damon dog that like hasn't figured out how to bark. Yet, yeah, he's still know? he's still searching for his bark. Maybe I, by next season. I stay up at night thinking about how Jesse doesn't bark when Derek and Sean do. <laughs> Damon's been losing sleep for weeks, for months. <laughs> One of these times, Damon, I'm just gonna do it out of nowhere, and it's just gonna rock your world. It's gonna just blow your mind. <laughs> he's gonna just start barking. Um. But of course, and of course, follow us on the, the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore D-backs. But as Derek says, all roads lead to PHNX Sports at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Again, you're on our YouTube, so make sure you follow us, uh, subscribe, give us a like, thumbs up, all those good things. Um, we'll be back Monday for Mailbag Monday, yep. um, obviously, but follow us along on Twitter, like I've been saying, for all, all everything that's going on this weekend, whether that's game tomorrow sunday or doubleheader sunday who knows we'll see um but in the words did you write this or did derek write this? i didn't write okay that. so i'm not yeah, saying I it i want you to know <laughs> that derek put in our in our rundown and remember kids baseball is fun but it is more fun when derek is here you know what i had a lot of fun tonight so remember kids baseball's fun but it's a lot more fun when derek's not here <laughs>